Welcome to the 164th episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we're playing it, we will be talking about it. Today, we are recording on February 9th, 2020. Uh, Hello, folks. My name is Brad Galloway. I am the editor of GameCritics.com, and I am 50% of this here show. With me is co-host and the dude who's feeling a bit spooky today, Carlos Rodella. Hello. <laughs> a ghostly hello from that Carlos my, Rodella. Hello, I have creepy games to share with you. <laughs> All right. Wonderful, wonderful. Welcome, Carlos. Good to talk to you again, as always. Uh, folks, before we get into this week's games, just a couple things. First, uh, if you have thoughts, comments, feedback, requests, whatever, hit us up at the email, sovideogamespodcast at gmail.com. A lot of games on tap, and if you have uh, anything you want to talk about, feel free to hit us up anytime. Carlos, you've got a little bit of uh, housekeeping today, don't you, sir? I do. Uh, first off, to kind of piggyback off what you said, uh, also follow us on Twitter, at So Video Games. Um, we actually just put up a video, which is essentially audio clips of our podcast. Uh, the first one is me ranting about how I hate Super Tennis. <laughs> and you might enjoy that little clip. I thought that I'd put up a little vitriol as our first one. Uh, and then from this episode, I'll do another one, and we'll keep posting those on the Twitter. So make sure you follow us on Twitter, at SoVideoGames, and you'll get these little clips of our little rantings. Excellent, excellent. Any other housekeeping, sir? Yeah, one other piece. Uh, I released my first interactive text adventure. Very excited about it. It's called Hero and Cats, but it's H-I-R-O, and it's C-A-T-T. Uh, Hero and Cats on Itch.io. We'll put a link in the show notes. I bring it up because, A, shameless plug, but B, uh, have a question for our audience. And we do these sometimes on Twitter. Uh, this is also on the podcast. We'll do it on Twitter as well. What's a video game that you would wish that exists in the world? That was in English, but you know what I'm saying. What's a game that you want to see out there that you have never seen? Uh, really weird video game idea. I know you all have them. So tell us one, share it with us on Twitter or at the email or wherever you want. And then maybe one of the listeners will make it. Excellent, excellent. You know, we've talked about this a few times. Carlos, I guess this is a strange question for you because I know you've made a couple of games. So maybe you've already made your dream game or is there still a dream game that you would like to make in the future? Oh, yeah, there's definitely one, which is simply I call it One City Block. And yeah, it's, okay, okay, I remember this. All right, yes. Yeah, it's the game where essentially you don't, like anything could happen on the city block. Like all physics work, you know, reactions happen, uh, there's NPCs. It feels like a real world, like a virtual world, sim style. But you can kind of, you know, just walk around and do anything you want. And you make your own stories out of like the things that you do in that in that little neighborhood. That sounds great. I would like to check that out. If for no other reason than to mess with the goofy physics uh, as for me, I mean, I, uh, I kick around a few different things, uh, but I'm, I'm really interested in games where you would have like the mechanics, like the same idea of having combat mechanics, but it's not combat. And I, I think I've talked about this in the show before, but I would love a game where like you were like in an office and you're like, maybe like a lowly, you know, like a, I don't know, like a file clerk or you're like a data entry person or something. And your goal is to become, you know, like rise in the ranks or something. But instead of like battles, it's like, you know oh today is my big project and you do some kind of use some kind of battle mechanics where you're like you're presenting your project like you have like the most powerful powerpoint or something or you have like you know like you're debating your point with your boss and like you you win the argument because you've convinced them to see your side of the point or something something 
Totally. Like it would be like, you know, maybe you could have a little Phoenix Wright cutaways where like there's really dramatic, uh, you know, close ups or something. And there's so no one gets punched in the face. There's no swords or anything. But like you could still have the tension and like the mechanics of doing something like that. Maybe there'd be, you know, a little bit of grind because that's what an office job is. And, you know, I think it'd be kind of fun. Do something where people would recognize like the form, but not exactly the content. And so it would be like a little, nice little play on that. So I really like that. You would actually grind because you would like be getting experience points for doing like your job. Totally doing reports, doing your phone calls, doing your emails or whatever. Anybody listening, if you want to make that, you can have that for free. I will not be mad at all. Feel free to make like, you know, office, uh, office RPG or something like that. Help, oh help my yourself. goodness. That's the perfect name. That's going to be made. There you go. That's Someone, it. please make that and make me as one of the characters, and that's we'll call it even. I wait, wait, make my me. game too, even though my game's impossible. I feel like, <laughs> and it's not. I didn't really explain it well, but make mine too. I don't think yours is impossible at all. I think that could easily be done if uh, somebody really wanted to focus on it. I've heard. I, I, I feel like is it Warren Spector who like talked about doing something similar to that? I feel like he's got yeah. a famous quote where he was like he wanted to do something similar. So you and Warren Spector should get together. Okay, I'll, I'll call him up after this. Call him up. Shoot him an email. I think I've got his number somewhere. Okay. Just, okay. Anyway. All right, folks. Uh, full disclosure. Uh, I had a little bit of a family emergency right before the show. Uh, my wife was in the middle of making pancakes, and then she had to go take care of something for work, and she had to leave the pancakes in the middle. I had to drop what I was doing, run to the kitchen, take over cooking the pancakes, and that ate up my notes time for the show. Uh, so I have no notes. Uh, we're going to just like totally fly by the seat of our pants. We're just going to see what happens. If this seems a little loosey goosey and off the mark, I apologize, but we're just going to make a show happen and whatever happens, happens. So no problem. I have notes too. Okay. Carlos has got some backup notes. So we're good. Let's start off where we usually start off. This is the easy low hanging fruit here. The random cheap and or free indie game, probably on PC brought to us by our good man, Carlos Rodella. What do you got this week, Carlos? I have a couple uh, games for this segment. Uh, one is really quick and one's a little bit longer. I also want to say my whole theme this episode for me, at least is spooky as, as you alluded to in the beginning. And also I thought of an episode of this uh, episode name could be spooky pancakes. Spooky Pancakes, so it is. So Spooky Pancakes episode starts with uh, a game I found on Itch.io. So I released my game, Hero and Cat, go get it now, on Itch.io, which is I-T-C-H dot I-O. Uh, they have a lot of great indie games there. And I found Leximan. Now, it's a, just a demo. And how, do you, how do you spell that? Yes, it's L-E-X-I-M-A-N. Okay, got it. And it's just a demo. A lot of games there are, uh, or short games and short experiences. And it's essentially a dungeon crawler. Uh, looks like, you know, like a Pokemon battle screen. And you're a wizard, and you're just fighting different enemies. And go to the next enemy. Go to the next enemy. But you're a magician, and you put together words and different parts of words or letters to make things. And then Scribbenault style, something happens to the enemy. So an example would be uh, the enemy comes at you with a sword, and you have B, and you also have E and D. So you put them together, bend, and then it you know casts that spell, and then it bends a sword. But then there's other ones that are weirder that you wouldn't expect. Like one I was able to actually befriend one of the enemies. I don't think I said befriend, but I think I said ally. And okay. it was like, you, you put your hand out and try to shake his hand. And he was like, yeah, let's be friends. Let's be buddies. I like you. I really like this concept. Uh, you alluded to Baba is You a couple episodes ago, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it has that feel, but also it's just funny, and the graphics are really cool. They're like super old school style. Uh, Lexi Man, go follow them on Itch.io. Play the experience. It's probably like, what, 10 minutes? 
but I think you'll really get an idea of what this uh, developer can do in the future. And what I do a lot of times on Itch.io is I just follow the developer and then you can kind of catch updates on what they're up to. Is it one word or two? How do you, what, what is it? Yeah, just one word. Yeah, just one, one word. word. Okay, Lexi, right. man. And we'll put a link in the show notes. Um, but <clears throat> we what, probably won't do that. We won't. <laughs> just, I, I forget. I forget. And then I'm too lazy to do it. Like, we oh, well, we better it. put a link for my video game that I made. If you want to send me the link, I'll do it. Otherwise, I guarantee like two seconds after we stop recording, my mind is a blank and I've moved on to the rest of my life. I've no idea. Okay. I, I, I if anybody wants links in show notes, show notes is <laughs> at Onawa, O-N-A-W-A on Twitter. <laughs> Hit Carlos up directly for any show notes. I will give you a, That's about the weirdest way to give show notes, but yes. And also, before I leave that one, uh, at the end, I put the word shall in there just because I was like, I don't uh-huh. know, what would that do? And it was like, well, that's a word, I guess. Nothing happens. <laughs> so it joked me on that. So check out Lexi, ma'am. Jokes um, are good. Jokes are good. This one is getting some, um, it's another free demo, and it's getting a lot of uh, buzz, as the kids say. But it's called Sentient, and it's by a new indie developer called Forma, F-O-R-M-A, Sentient, spelt the normal way. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of video games called Sentient, so look up Sentient Demo. And then Forma. Also an issue, by the way. Uh, okay. I think it's on, might be on Steam as well. I but... know what you were doing this weekend. I know where you were hanging out on the internet. Oh, Itch.io is my place. So uh, formaworks.itch.io slash sentient. Basically, it's like PT. Um, there's definitely that kind of feel of first person and like out of focus focus that PT what was did. PT for people that don't know what PT is? PT was a playable teaser, uh, basically a scary little demo that was going to be the precursor to Silent Hills, uh, supposedly. And then it never really came together, and that game never made it to release. But it was a really, really creepy kind of a loop that you went through um, a hallway, and it was a scary game that was just kind of a demo, and it freaked people out, and it was amazing. And you can't get it anymore, by the way. You cannot get it. It was delisted, so if you have a PS4 that has PT on the hard drive still, collector's item. Yep, I have it. Me also, too. if, uh, so we're collectors. Also, you could play Sentia instead. Or you could do that. So uh, I won't tell you too much about it. It's a 20, 30 minute experience. Uh, it's definitely weird. It's definitely free. It is definitely on the PC. You are a test subject inside a room. I, I love that we're talking about so many factual things. It's free. <laughs> it's weird. It's on PC. Like we're just we're yeah. just giving actual facts about this game. I love it. No money. It doesn't cost anything. <laughs> uh, you're in a room and you're a test subject, and you have a tennis ball, and there's a woman talking to you through a little loudspeaker, and it feels creepy. And I don't want to say anything more than that. Okay. Well, yeah. Thirty minutes. I mean, you probably you say one thing, you spoiled half the game there. Yeah, so yeah. Probably good to keep it under wraps. But I will say this: I did also break the game because I can break any game. I've decided. Uh, and I threw the tennis ball at one of the cameras that was looking at me, and the tennis ball went away, and I broke the experience because you need the tennis ball later on. So, developer Forma... Uh, uh, that seems like a pretty simple thing you might want to think there, about when developing your game. There's a bug where you throw the tennis ball at the, at the, at the camera. Because I was mad at you know the experience. I wanted to get out of there. So, the first thing I did was throw the tennis ball at the camera. You think they would have thought that one through a little bit. That seems like a pretty obvious QA catch. Even without it, check it out. And also one more plug, because I'm plug heavy this morning. 
Didn't sound good. Uh, I was, I was, yeah, I was thinking about that one and kind of, I don't know about that. I found this trailer, I believe, uh, on this YouTube channel called Alpha Beta, Alpha Beta Gamer. And he, I love these channels that like show a ton of indie trailers because, you know, we're all busy. Sure. We have no time. You have, what, 12 minutes a day to do something on your own? I mean, like 11. Yeah. And so we need uh, people to tell us what's cool. Uh, check out this channel, Alpha Beta Gamer on YouTube. He has a ton of indie game trailers. And I is think that I, one word or two? That's my theme for the day. Is it one word or two? Uh, everything is two words that I said today. Nope. Okay. Lexi Mem was one word. This is two words. Okay, Alpha got Beta it. Game. You're not going to put in the show notes. Why do you care? We talked about it. Maybe people want to know what it is. Oh, yeah, no, but I mean, if, oh, I thought you were doing the show notes. I was like, there's no show notes. I will I will write down the list. Of, so here's as far as I go. I'm going to full disclosure, folks. Here's here's behind the curtains at So Video Games. When Carlos gives me the, the file, I will write down the name of every game we talk about, and then I will stop. So if we talk about something on the show, I will give you the title of it. You can look it up on your own because you're a big person. You I mean, you found our show. You can go to Google, and then you can, you know, if it interests you, you can find it. That's as far as I'm going to go. I can't go any further right. than that, but I will put it down. Check out Sentient. I'm done. And Alpha Beta Gamer and Lexi Man. Yeah, look at all that stuff I brought. Woohoo! That's, I got we two got more like things. Three things already. Three yeah. things. Are, that's like the half a show right there. Uh, my turn. I suspect um, you brought it up a little while ago, and since we're kind of just free form discussion here, uh, you sold me on Super Tennis last week. You ranted <laughs> and hated that game. And I'm like, that sounds like a great game. I'm gonna go buy that game. And I went and I bought that game, Carlos. I went oh. I, on your rec- on your negative recommendation. Negative anti recommendation. Your anti recommendation. I bought that game, and I gotta say, it's actually kind of fun. I kind of damn you. It. <laughs> it's not something I play for more than ten minutes. And folks, if you missed last week's episode, uh, Carlos went off on a rant about how we wanted an actual tennis game. Super Tennis is not an actual tennis game. Do not be fooled. By the fact that it says tennis in the title, it is not that. It looks like tennis, but actually it is a quick time event game, yeah. which may or may not be popular with you depending on how you swing. But, you know, like you you look at a little 16-bit tennis court, uh, the, the ball comes to your side, and then it'll be like A, B, X, Y or whatever, and you have to push the buttons. And then if you push the buttons, you volley the ball back. If you don't, then you miss, and then you know your match is over. You got to restart. It is dead ass simple. There's nothing else to it. Like you just pick a character, and they, they, there's no difference in the characters except for how they look. There's no performance difference or anything, and you just play it. It's really fun in like three or four minute bursts. I played more than a few rounds. I got to like the second or third world or whatever it is, second or third you know or circuit or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I mean, you did call out a problem with this game though that I actually really do agree with. And that if this game was on PS4, no problem. I would finish this game in five minutes because I know the PS4 controller buttons inside Mm, and out in my sleep can do them no problem. Any other controller, I do not remember the buttons are, especially not the Switch, because I always get the ABXY confused because my brain thinks they should go the other way. Yeah, mine too. So whenever those, the, the early levels of Super Tennis, no problem. I can do, you know, the very basic ones. But when it's like, six or eight inputs or something i'm like oh fuck i can't which button is which and like it's I like ZLZRLRZR, all the directionals x and y which we always mess up so like it's just crazy it's really the really hardest part for me is abxy i just for whatever reason i can't get those in my brain and so that just fucks me up every time so i don't get too far but i enjoy it's fun it's a cute little like it's like it would be a great mini game inside another other larger game 
Uh, but it was goofy, and I like mm. it, and I don't like tennis games, but I like this one because it's not really a tennis game. So thank you for that negative yeah, you're recommendation. you're welcome, I guess. <laughs> Even though I ranted, by the way, and you can watch or listen to that rant on at So Video Games on Twitter because uh, that's what this whole rant is about, is this game. Uh, I did play it for a little while, and I was like, okay, interesting idea for a minute. And then I was mad, though. And the main reason I was mad is because I still want a true SNES TurboGrafx-16 old school 16 bit tennis game on my switch. So is there one out there? If you're listening, tell me of one, or I guess I could use Google, but I couldn't find one. I don't think. Well, you know, I was going to ask you because when I was about to buy this game, I noticed that there were um, at least two tennis games and I'm like, wait, these are both super tennis, but one is like super tennis XL and one is regular super tennis or something. And I'm like, well, which one was it? Is the other one possibly a real tennis game, or is it just the same thing but with like better graphics? Do you know? Did you uh, check that other no, one out? We don't do research. I'll do it right after this episode. I'll actually go on my Switch. There's and a, there's see at least is. one other tennis game on the Switch. Maybe check okay. that one out. But I got I'll other stuff it. to talk about here. We will report back. Report back next week. Let us know your tennis journey. What what you ended up finding out. Um, the other game I want to talk about real briefly is one that I think that maybe you mentioned in the past. Uh, Concrete Genie. You played this before, but did we talk about it on the show? We did, and I didn't finish it, but I really did enjoy it. All right. I could not remember if you had played it, or I know you had mentioned it, but I didn't, did not recall what we had talked about. So I, I got it from Gamefly. Uh, as usual, this show is not sponsored by Gamefly, but we do talk about it from time to time because I'm not made of money. I can't buy every single game that I'm curious about. There's no way. I would go broke in a heartbeat. So I do rent games via Gamefly when they seem to me like maybe interesting but I don't want to risk 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 bucks on them. Um, and I'm glad that I have this service. And this is exactly one good reason why it pays for itself because Concrete Genie was announced during, I want to say E3 last year. Does that sound about right to you? He, no, two years no, ago. Two years ago, maybe? I think so, yeah. So it came out and it's, you know, obviously some kind of like little art house title. And the trailer was very cool. Like it shows like a kid in kind of a dark city and he's got a paintbrush and the paint that he uses is like all sparkly and bright and he's painting characters on the side of walls and then those characters that he paints come to life on the side of walls and so that if i remember correctly in the trailer like they help him like navigate through things and they kind of do things in the environment to help him you know meet his goals or whatever and i remember seeing that thinking that looked pretty dope i really want to try that um i don't know how different it is in practice compared to that trailer because i haven't watched the trailer in a while but i will say that i played concrete genie i really didn't care for it at all i really did not like it um it starts out you know basic same idea the kid uh dark city depressing he paints uh pictures of these genies or these i mean they don't even look like genies i don't really call them genies they just look like monsters uh on the sides of walls but like really quickly it becomes apparent that they are not going to be playing the role in the environment that I thought they were from the trailer. Like they just, you, you paint stuff on walls. You have these little, like basically like decals or stickers that you can select from a menu. And then once you select one, you waggle your controller around, or I guess you can use a stick if you change the, the settings on it, but you can use the motion controls in a PS4 controller and, you know, quote unquote paint, which is basically just like you're sticking these colorful stickers on a wall and because you, you cannot like freeform paint like it's not like a, a creation tool like that it's just like oh i select flowers from the menu and when i move my controller a flower appears and right but you like, can draw them wherever you want on a wall yeah you can place them where you want like a regular sticker or decal but you cannot like you can't be like oh i feel like drawing a swan with two heads or something right, like you can't right. draw anything like that it's just you're limited to what you have in the menu already which which is already pretty limiting um and then 
as far I mean I didn't get too far but like the they weren't really doing anything other than like opening a door or like the fire genie would like burn a piece of wood and then it would open up a door it wasn't really like you were painting things in the environment to help you it was just like oh I just here's this really super simple puzzle and I do this really super simple thing and I get forward but it's all wrapped up in the conceit of being a painterly world um it just you know kind of like mediocre platforming and the puzzles were not really impressive and the painting got really boring really quickly so i bounced i did not finish it did not get very far and i got to say concrete genie was a big disappointment i am very glad that i just rented it well i will add one piece to this uh um, yeah and i'm sure anybody who's played it will is like maybe yelling at uh at the at their speakers i don't know but wherever they're listening to this um yeah near the end it changes so, uh, I don't know if I should spoil it. I think I should spoil it. It's old enough now. I mean, go ahead. I mean, people told me there was a lot of combat at the end, which I yeah. did not get Well, the excited. idea is these monsters, I think, come off the walls, essentially. And so, the stuff that kind of feels maybe stagnant or um, like they're not really part of this world, they, I think they leave the walls. And I think there is definitely combat. And I definitely think there's a little bit more platforming and platforming with combat. So... The game, I think, is setting you up for something that happens in this, its final act. Could it have probably come out in the game earlier to maybe get people more interested? <laughs> yes, because I think that's what happened to me, too. I was like ready to bounce, but then I heard through the grapevine that these other elements were in the game. So, uh, yeah, I think it might have just been, um, uh, been helpful and advantageous if they brought that in earlier. But it definitely does change. So if you're on the fence, maybe, I don't know, try for the ah, story. Yeah. I mean, rent it, check it out. I don't know. I mean, to me, it's like put your best foot forward and you don't need to put all your cards on the table. But like, give me a taste of what I'm in for. And if I if I put in like two hours and I'm bored that first two hours, there's nothing that's going to get me to like the end game where where it quote unquote gets good. Right, right, like, right, right, right. And like it's 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 weird, too, because most developers will spend most of their time on the first couple hours to get people in. They want to give a really good first impression. And traditionally, most games fall apart at the end because they haven't spent as much time on the end because so few gamers actually finish their games. So with that in mind, if the first one or two hours is not great, it's t- I mean, better than average chance, it's only going to get worse from there. So which pretty is rare, I think, that things actually genuinely get better as they go. True, which is why I'm like such a fan of short experiences right now. Agreed. Agreed. Like I'm, we both have said that, but I'm actually getting even quicker experiences now, especially uh, going through Itchio and different Game Jolt and and obviously through my Steam games as well. I love 30 minute experiences. I love an hour thing. Same. Same. You know, like just let me do it and have that experience and see what the artist was trying to say, what what, what kind of message was coming across. So yeah. And I, I think a lot of a lot of really great ideas are short. You can just communicate that idea, give people, let people see your vision. And then just get out. Like, you don't need to make it, like, 42 hours or whatever. Like, it doesn't have to be something that takes forever in a day. I mean, I think I'll, sometimes short is best. Dude, my video game, Hero and Cat, which you can download right now, is about 15, 20 minutes. It's very short, very discreet. I appreciate that you did not take up six hours of my time. By the way, my, my preview for my game is it's like a Night in the Woods and Oxen Free, but a text adventure. There so, you go. So something you don't want to play. <laughs> <laughs> all right i talked about a couple games carlos let's hear from you again sir what you have a couple more games to spooky, go to spooky spooky games all Freaked right me out when you did that i got a little scared for a minute i know that's why i did it 
Peed uh, my pants a little bit. A couple drops. Whoa. TMI on the P-E-E. <laughs> e. E. Uh, just going to go back to Kentucky Route Zero for a little bit. I Okay. So just to let you know, I got finally got paid because I was broke for a little while there. Uh, I, like I just said, I'm not made of money. So I finally bought it, but I have not started it because... I will tell. I will explain why in a minute, but I'll probably start it tonight. So no spoilers, but like no give us a quick spoilers, update. No spoilers. But I'll say the whole review like this. No, uh, we did mention Ari in the show <laughs> a bit, and I did mention what the setup was. I won't really do it again, but it's a creepy, interactive kind of like a choose your own adventure game with graphics, uh, very simple and minimalistic graphics, uh, and there's stories, kind of like broken out in episodes. Let me ask you real quick, dude, because I haven't started this yet. Would you say that it is more creepy or is it more magical realism? I don't know. I don't know what it is. So what would you say it is? Like now, that you, I, mean, I assume you finished it, right? No, I'm getting close. Um, okay. So what would you say it is? More spooky, creepy, or is it more magical realism, fantasy sort of a thing? Uh, not fantasy, but magical realism. I like that term. I would say that more than spooky. Okay. It's definitely like other things that I've played um, this week have been just downright spooky. This is... Yeah, it's like makes you think. And again, when you're thinking about like Twin Peaks or different themes that it brings up in your head, they're like, what is reality? You know, where is this place? What is time? And it's that kind of a thing. Okay, so maybe a little philosophy thrown in there, a little bit of contemplation about life. Yes, 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 yes. And I think you, what's interesting about the game, I think is um, Game Informer podcast highlighted really well, is that a lot you don't just take the form of one character right in general you're you are one main person who's a truck delivery guy but lots of times you are choosing dialogue options for the other characters so say you're with someone and they have a dialogue option you can pick their sentence that they say or your sentence or sometimes it's just another character altogether and you're not even there and you're picking what that character says so in a way you're actually helping Fill out the world. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear so, you. What, and that's really interesting to me because I, the game that I was working on, you're definitely a character and just you stay that character the whole time. But this idea that in this game you're kind of a lot of the characters because you're helping the narrator essentially tell the story that you're experiencing. So it is a very interesting game, and yes, there's a lot of um, also humor in it. And I'm in the third episode, which people call it the best episode out of all the five. And it is definitely, yeah, groundbreaking in a lot of ways. It, it basically changes the format. Like sometimes you just think you know where, what's going on. And then it switches up, like even like how you experience the game. And I think that's really, really cool. So I don't want to spoil anything about it. Get started on it. I play it a lot more. And I'm really hoping to finish it tonight if I can. Well, you know, interesting tidbit. I'm, I'm sure that a lot of people know this, but maybe some people don't. Um, you know, Kentucky Route Zero, the first episode, I was lo- talking to a friend about this. Uh, shout out to uh, Defunct Games. Uh, and he said the first episode came out in 2013. That's seven years ago, folks. Uh, I remember that because when this game came out, the first episode came out, came out in, you know, just part one. Everybody was raving. It was totally like, you know, critical darling. And I'm like, OK, cool. This sounds like my jam. But I'm going to wait for all five episodes to come out before I play it. Dun, dun, dun. Jump ahead seven years. Yeesh. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God. 
I mean, I think people maybe have forgotten about it. I think that what you're describing about the difference in play style and how things change. I mean, that seems like kind of a, you know, evolution of these developers taking their time. And I know that they, they took little sabbaticals in between and who knows what else they were doing. But like seven years is not the longest time it's ever taken a game to come out because we've had like, you know, Duke Nukem Forever. We've had uh, The Last Guardian, that kind of thing. But man, seven years is still a fucking long time to come out. So I, I'm very curious to approach it, not only in the sense of like what this game is and just to kind of see how it strikes me artistically, but also the episode one is seven years away from episode five and that's gotta have some kind of crazy differences. So I'm very interested to kind of pick it apart from that angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was gonna say like my perspective changes in seven days. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> just imagine seven years or like, you know, seven months. Like it's just... It's crazy how our... I mean, totally. Like, where were you seven years ago, dude? Like, what was going on? Yeah, like, what kind of life were you having? What was your mood? Same for me. Like, I mean, I where I am now one year ago, I never would have thought I would be here one year ago. One year ago. Compare that to seven years ago. I mean, no way, dude. Give me a break. Dude, one year ago, I had hurt my ankle on the black ice. I slipped on black ice. Hurt it like I almost tore all the tendons. Uh, Couldn't walk. Was stuck at my friend's house. Didn't have a job. I mean... Well, that's totally different from right now. Like, uh, yeah, have a absolutely. great job working on indie game. Do the podcast with you. Can walk. <laughs> can walk is a can, big one. Can walk. So, yeah, totally crazy. Well, uh, I highly recommend everybody go pick it up right now. Uh, TV edition is out. I'm playing out on PS4, which I think is a great experience. I got but, it on Switch. Okay, either way. Uh, all the lights off. It get, adds a little value to it, a little spook. Spooky ending. Spooky, sort of spooky. So right, I just cool. realized this one isn't spooky. So spooky pause. <laughs> Not spooky at all. Ark of the Alchemist. Ark of the Alchemist. Let us know about Ark of the Alchemist, sir. Uh, A-R-C, right? Correct? A-R-C-H? Nope, uh, A-R-C. A-R-C of... I played it. I should know, but I don't. Okay. Ark of Alchemist. You played it. What platform did you play it on? PS4. All right. And I assume... Knowing nothing about it, it's some sort of JRPG, probably action-based, but please tell us what it's all about. Yes, it's an action RPG. Uh, I wouldn't even call it really an RPG. It's an action game that okay. has RPG-ish stuff. Because these genres are so weird. But it's from Idea Factory, and I am fascinated with this company because they make weird fucking games, and they make a million of them. And I don't know a lot of games, how maybe. they make any money, by the way, because I'm now working at a developer, and you got to make some money before you keep making games but these motherfuckers they make games all the time uh they got it they got a niche dude you know they got like the little anime girl rpg niche it's a chibi put out yeah yeah i mean yeah they have the same kind of niche they got a they i bet they got a pretty dedicated fan base well the fan base is paying money then i think it's this just like the front facing cost right like 50 60 dollars for a lot of these games they put out fairy fencer death of end request uh, they put out Super Neptunia RPG, which got a lot of praise, even though that motherfucking game has bikini armor, and that's bullshit. <laughs> I, I mean, about that I, I've, I've had limited interactions with I- Idea Factory, and I got to say, nothing against anybody who's a fan, but I've tried, I think, many of their games, and I don't think I've liked a single one of their games. Their games are not for me, and that's well, not about bikini armor. That's just about, like gameplay i do not care for their gameplay that's why i wanted to give this a try so uh, definitely a lot of the games have more turn-based battles there's not just all action games but a ton of them are and this is as well so you play as a few different characters who are sent to earth 
or on Earth, but it's after the apocalypse, of course, and it's all a desert. And you've heard the story before. Oh, there so, used to be people here. So, so 2021 then. Yeah, so now. So tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a desert, and um, these people are trying to figure out what power is still left that they can maybe tap into from the old civilization. And they lament about how people destroyed themselves, and it's all very present, like time. You know, like a lot of things they're saying are like, oh, yeah, that was us before we fell as a society. So minus that interesting uh, setup, it's just an action game. You're running around uh, killing things with your team members who are all AI, and you can set up how they battle, etc. Like, and this is a you said it's a third person. Is it what, what's the perspective? Yeah, the this? top down uh, third person, like, like a Diablo style. Yeah, but like little bigger characters, right? So okay, okay, chibi style characters, pretty big on the screen, uh, like Nino Kuni, uh, Nino Kuni two actually, very similar to that. All right. Uh, running around killing things and the interesting thing is you have a base and you can go back to your base and upgrade it you also can find camps out in the world and when you want to upgrade them you have to go back to your base and upgrade the camp so you can't upgrade the camp at the camp which doesn't make sense to me but essentially you're doing a lot of upgrading at your base jumping back and forth teleporting to different parts on the map so you don't have to like go all the way back to your base you can just teleport there and then teleport to an area on the map and basically just kill things. But there are also events. So you'll see this little exclamation point, very video gamey, that says event. And then you go run over to the event and it's usually your characters just talking with themselves. So that's a thing that I guess tells story. And then you fight things and you level up and you level up your base. Is, it, so when you're fighting stuff, is this like... Is this like Dynasty Warriors combat where you're just mashing a button over and over? Or are you doing combos? Or like what kind of like what is the quality of the combat here? Yeah, I guess. I mean, again, Dynasty Warriors makes it sound like there's a million enemies. There's not. It's an RPG, you know. It's like an overworld and you see enemies and you fight them, right? Again, but, like, it's, but it's real time though, right? Yeah, yeah, real time action. Um, and you can do special things. There's a couple special abilities. Um, by the way, this game starts with like 8,000 tutorial screens. And every time you do anything, like you hit something and it's like, wait, hold on. Let me tell you about this. And that's annoying. So maybe developers don't do that. Uh, Secondly, the action, uh, like the leveling system, you like level up a ton, but nothing really happens. So that's why I don't call it an RPG really, because Uh. it's like you level and you're like level nine, level 10, level 11. But I can't really do anything different. Like there's no skill thing. Do you get like a... Plus point zero zero one two five damage or something like it's that. It's probably like that. A lot of these games feel, yeah, like um, I don't want to say an MMO, but um, something similar. You know, like you, I, I think there are some things you can upgrade on each character. It's just it's not very apparent. And when you're out in the overworld, you essentially just go up level. So then, secondly, by the way, there's no health potions or no sort of healing I can see. So essentially, you have to like be smart about who you take on and then go back to base. So I don't like that style so you have to get through a battle without ever healing so you just have to just survive yeah because one of my uh again people listening who know idea factory games are like carlos you fucking idiot but from my perspective like one of my teammates was downed and i was like sorry pal we gotta go because i couldn't revive him and then Mm. i was just like i think we have to go back to base now because you died this and did they just revive back at base i guess yeah of course because you know 
Yeah. Real life. So anyways, I have one more thing to say about it. I don't think I'm going to keep playing. I really do want to get into an action game like this, but this one feels like it takes away some of the, the, the things that I want to feel good about my progress away yeah. from me, right? Like, I don't feel like I can heal. I don't feel like I can level. So those are the two things that keep you going in an RPG. Well, let me let me ask you then, what do you... So I haven't played this. I don't know. I'm, you know, strictly your opinion here, but like... What do you think the hook is for this? Like, it sounds like the combat is not great. It sounds like the systems are not great. I mean, is the story amazing? Is it just about cute anime titty girls? Like, what is the what is the hook for this game? It's definitely not the latter. Um, these are chibi characters. They almost look like kids. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. I, I don't like that style where it's like, essentially you're playing a group of children. You know, even though... I, yeah, I don't care for that either. They're not supposed to be, but you make them chibi enough and small enough, it just looks weird. So... So what's the what's the selling point? Do you so think? I think a little of it is a story. I think a lot of these games are, it's a style that I want to get into, but I haven't yet. Which is go smash buttons, learn more about the story. Smash more buttons, learn more about the story, and and then there's a kind of arcadiness to the middle part there, where you're just, you know, figuring out combos and figuring out a couple special moves. It's just it's not a good enough hook for me. Uh, but I do want to say one more thing about it. it this really really weird thing that happened i found a secret area did something found a secret area and was able to like get to another area quicker and i went in there and there was one monster just one and he looked like i don't know a rodent you know like a little like a mouse or something easy thing you could kill crab rodent thing monster i don't know it just looks like a little teeny thing (laughs) it took all three of us to keep hitting it i don't know 10 minutes or more, and the first time we all died from this oh, little wow. thing that okay, was so. just in the very early stages. I just found one secret passageway, and it was like, nope, you can't beat this one guy. And it wasn't like he was blocking something, you know, like oh, he was blocking this area that's really hard bosses or something. No, no, it was just him. He was just there by himself, just snacking on a fucking carrot. And he's like, you guys can't kill me. I'll show you. I have got better armor than whatever you have. So obviously he must drop some real important item or it's some ah! kind of like bragging rights thing. So Guess okay. what? Guess again. No, he doesn't because we oh. killed him and he gave me like, I don't know, fucking eight gold or some shit. That's it? Well, that sounds weird. I mean, though, usually those dudes are hiding something you need. You know, nothing? nothing? No, this is a rant. This is now a rant. Uh. I'm, now I'm angrier <laughs> than when I first started. Yeah. We have a transition into rant territory. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I'm stopping. Anyways, I don't think I'll keep playing it. (laughs) All right. Well, that was Ark of Alchemist uh, from Idea Factory. I'm not the biggest fan of their work. Sounds like that maybe you're not going to become a big fan of their work here. No, no, no. I do want to put a tangent there, okay? Here's my asterisk. I want to be a fan of some of Idea Factory's games. So I'm going to try again because I'm dedicated. I I just don't think it's this one. I also don't like the art style. But I want to get into a game where I'm just doing a lot of action. It's just not this one. I'm going to try again. You know what you should try instead, Carlos? Uh, yeah. You should try the Atelier series. That's what I'm going to recommend to you. Ooh, I've heard of it. Go that on. That sounds like what you're looking for, where it's not made by Idea Factory. I forget who makes it. Apologies, folks. But Dan Weissenberger at the site, he plays literally every one of these motherfuckers that comes out. And it seems like one comes out quarterly. Like every time I turn around, there's a new Atelier game. And he says everyone is somehow mystifyingly better than the last one. Like they all are like eights and nines when he rates them. Mm. You can go back to Game Hunters. They have tons of combat. 
tons of systems, tons of leveling up. It seems like the stuff that you are wanting from Ark of Alchemist is not there, but perhaps is offered in the Atelier series. And there's a bunch. They just released a triple pack on PS4 like two weeks ago. I remember there's a seeing brand that. new one that came out recently. I would recommend that you go either ask Dan directly because he's the expert on these or maybe just check the archives at Game Critics because we've covered every single one. There's like 27 Atelier reviews in the archive. Oh go check them out. But okay. he swears by these, dude. He loves them. And that sounds like what you're looking for. Okay. I'll uh, literally payday. I'll download one. I'm excited. Right, so pick out a good one first. Ask him what's the best one and then jump in with that. So I will. All right. Let me take over for a minute here. I got a couple games to... Uh, Trash talk, I guess, I suppose. Sorry. Sorry. Uh-oh. I keep Stay wanting to the pick some. Train. I know. Well, I, you know. Geez. Okay. Let me give you a little bit of uh, sugar before we get to the salt. Just another quick shout out to uh, Coffee Talk. I talked about it last week. It is a very non-interactive visual novel, which is basically a TV show that happens on your Switch in little 15-minute episodes. Almost done with it. I've got, I think, 30 minutes left to go because you can see on the menu like how much is left. And I, you know, I, for a game that you don't do fuck all in that you just sit, sit there and watch, I really like it. I think the, the writing is really good. I like the characters. I've, I've really grown to have affection for these characters and I really want to see how it turns out. So, um, just a quick shout out for coffee talk. I think it's like eight bucks or 10 bucks, maybe 12 bucks. Yeah. I'm and, picking it up. Uh, just on your recommendation. And also cause yeah. I'm in, in a kind of interactive fiction mode right now. So. Yeah, the writing's just real good. Like, that's a real good example of how to do some writing. Um, I wish there was more interactivity. I wish there was, like, a little bit more game to it. Um, but I'm happy to accept it for what it is. And what it is is a really brief TV show. So I'm watching it, and I dig it. So shout out to Coffee Talk. Uh, I like it a lot. So let me talk about some salty stuff now. Uh, I, I got a code for, full disclosure, got a code from the publisher for Bookbound Brigade. It is on the Switch. I believe it's also on everything else. It is a Metroidvania 2D indie style game where you play this is the weird part you play as five characters who are mushed up into a ball can i just stop you right there that is yes that's exactly why i didn't play it (laughs) (laughs) it was literally on my radar for a little while and then i saw the play the actual gameplay so tell me why that's okay or isn't okay i mean it's kind of an okay idea like so what so this whole game takes place in the world of books so like every book is supposed to be like a real world, right? We've seen this idea in many movies and TV and stuff like that. So in your initial bundle of characters, you have Dracula, you have uh, Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz, you have, uh, I want to say Robin Hood, perhaps, King Arthur, maybe, there's one other person, I forget who it is. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You have these, these characters together, and there's a lot of platforming to do, and... At the beginning, you don't have anything. And so it takes way too long for this game to get going. Um, Each character should have their special ability from the start, and they don't. If you go into the menu, you can see, oh, each character has, like, a bunch of powers that you have to unlock and level up, and they each do something different. For example, um, the first power you unlock is, I think, a double jump, and how that manifests itself is Dracula's cape. So he's got, like, a a cape shape, like, like bat wings. When you do a double jump, he flips out the cape and you double jump that's cool and again this is like it's it's five characters smushed together they're like in a very small group if you can imagine three characters standing shoulder to shoulder and then two characters on top of those three characters and a little wad of characters and they're very small like it's the graphics of this game are really tiny which but i wait, think is wait, a problem when you move it they all move right they all move as one yeah. unit 
So like if you push to the right, all five characters are just like this ball and they just got to move together. Um, so you cannot separate the characters. You can change the way that they are configured. Uh, I did not get super far, but one of the first things I got was instead of being in a ball, you can hit a button and then they all stand on top of each other's shoulders. So they make a very narrow column of five characters tall instead of just being a mushed up ball of characters. So you can do things like that. At, at some point, they all get their own characters. And then you can either switch out or add people to your wad later on. Uh, I did not get any extra characters, but it seems like an okay idea. I was like, okay, this seems fine. Interesting. Um, whatever. But I mean, the problems with this game, number one, the graphics are tiny, uh, really, really small, way too small. Uh, the other problem is for a game that's about books and the literary world and writing, uh, the writing is actually terrible in this game. It's really just a bunch of like puns that are not funny and they're repeated puns. And it's just like really inane writing, which I thought was like, man, mm. you got to have some balls. If you want to make a game about books and you don't have good writing, that seems to be like step number one. The irony. Extremely ironic. Um, and the other thing is that it's a Metroidvania, which full disclosure, I'm not the biggest fan of the genre. I think a lot of, a lot of developers try to do a good Metroidvania, but it is it takes more than just having a bunch of gated doors that require different keys. Like you have to have a world that's interesting to explore. This world is not interesting to explore at all. It's just a bunch of platforms. Like it's really boring, real basic. Looks like like stock, you know, uh, assets taken from some kind of like real generic game maker sort of a thing. It looks really boring. There's nothing really interesting about the environments, and so that's dull. And then. Right off the bat, you're hitting a bunch of stuff that you can't get to, and it takes way too long to get your powers, which is also really boring. And on top of that, uh, it's hard. It's really, really hard. They want you to do a lot of precision platforming. There's a lot of uh, timing-based hazards. There's a lot of single-kill spikes. There's a lot of pits. And it's just fucking annoying to play. Like, it's just... Everything about it is just rubbing me the wrong way. Like, it's hard to see because the graphics are tiny. It's got bad writing. You die every five seconds. Wait, don't and... the characters, like, fall over all the time, too? Or do they, they somehow stuck to each other magically? No, they're kind of stuck to each other magically. Uh, okay. They just kind of stick together. It's just, it's, nothing about it really clicked. And, I, I mean, on paper, it seems like an okay idea. But playing it was just really fucking annoying. And I just, I, I bounced, like, real quick off it. Well, so, sounds not fun, then. Yeah, I gotta say, it was a whiff on basically every level. Um, the other game that I need to talk about real briefly, also provided a code by it, the publisher for the purpose of this podcast, is Knights and Bikes. Have you Uh-oh. played this? Oh, yes, I played it, and I don't like where this is going because this is part of your salty section, and now I'm salty. But what about you? Whatever you're about to say. Do you like this game? Yes. Mm. But again, you don't like my game that I made, or Night in the Woods or Oxen Free. All great games, including my <laughs> game that's out now. So Nice and Bikes came out, I want to say it came out last year-ish, maybe. And it was in development for a while. I've seen it at trade shows for a while now. Uh, Indie, I believe, was a Kickstarter. I think they also got some help from Double Fine uh, to make this happen. What are you going to not like about this? I'm so baffled. What? I'm going to lay it out for you right Uh. now. I'm going to tell you. The mystery shall be revealed. Uh, it's a it's a story about two girls who are friends on this island, and apparently, the dad of one of the girls is like uh, in debt, and he's going to lose his house or something like that, and they need to get some money to save I don't know the house or whatever it is that they're doing. Um, people told me, oh, it's got like Goonies vibes. If anybody remembers the Goonies movie, which is a classic for me, I love the Goonies. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Um, so, you know, kids on take on little adventures around this island doing things. It is a 
2D game, indie, uh, very distinctive art style. It's really, I, it kind of looks like cutout paper. Yeah, cardboard like cutout. Yeah, 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 cardboard cutout sort of a thing. Um, and, yeah, man, I mean, like, I, okay, so, like, I just don't like the graphic. I don't like the way this game looks. I think it's very too busy. I think it's hard to read visually. I, I think it's kind of a mess. Like, I wish they had cleaned it up a little bit. I think it's hard to read. Um, mm, go on. The, the camera is way too close to the action. I was often not able to figure out where to go because I couldn't see further than five feet around my character. And I'm like, why is the camera so close to my characters? I don't understand what is going on here. And I'm playing Switch version, by the way, so maybe that's different. Maybe something happened with the port. I don't know. But, like, the camera is way too close to the action. Yeah, I would say because um, you just said, like, it's too small. Like, I've had that experience on Switch already a lot and n not on the PS4, right? Because that same game, I, I played this game on PS4. So okay. it might so be maybe that yeah maybe that's a port issue I don't know but like man I feel the camera's way too way too close um and the writing I just ah man I really did not like the writing at all I thought it was really twee and really kind of annoying and I just could not get into it and I, the other thing that really bugged me too was like I found like it was really hard to tell what to do like I felt like the developers the way that they communicate to the player was not clear like they would say here's your objective and then they would give you like no real clue about what to do and so you would be left to your own devices about like explore your surroundings and try to poke on things and push things and see what happened. And I'm just like, man, this is just like not my jam. Like, I don't think it's a like I'm not going to say it's a poorly made game, although I, I find myself really irritated by it. I mean, I clearly you like it. I know a lot of people like this game. This game has a lot of fans, um, but it is just not for me. I just did not like the writing, did not like the action. It just boils down to like really simple really simple like hit stuff in the environment really basic combat nothing too fancy and i didn't like the graphics didn't like the writing didn't like anything about it so i just bounced off real quick and i did not did not enjoy but a lot of people love this game yeah i think that um i mean some of that stuff is fair uh some of it is just su subjective again like we always totally get to. totally subjective because yeah. for me actually even though the story was simple the writing simple writing can be really effective to me still it doesn't have to be like very involved but like again it kind of resonated with me like family having financial troubles like that kind of resonated sure, um, sure someone who had passed recently so you know i had uh his her mom had passed and and then also golf is in it and like so i love golf courses even though it's like really just an action game disguises golf uh and i actually did enjoy the action parts i think in the beginning you're right where they kind of didn't tell you what to do I also think to their defense, it was kind of on purpose because you get on this bike and I actually really like the bike mechanic where you just kind of can pedal fast or just coast like you would do, you know, back in the day. And you're in the 80s when you're on a bike and you were living the real world Goonies with your friends. And I kind of just went a direction and I didn't know if, I, if it was the right direction, but it also didn't matter. And then they use a lot of sound cues which I know you're not a fan of with, they don't have visual representation, but absolutely there was like some sort of duck quacking and I had to like follow the sound of the quack or, you know, I liked the free formness of it because I wasn't in a hurry. And I think if you're not in a hurry and you want to just kind of live in this world and you do like the graphics, then they, that's why I think they weren't as like, go here, do this. But I can see them doing a little bit better with uh, direction in the beginning of the game. That said, though, I think, yeah, the writing's simple enough. It's nothing uh, amazing, but at the same time, it did resonate with me. And I actually was really having fun with the action of running around a golf course 
and hitting things and it felt fun to me so yeah yeah i mean again like i'm not gonna say this is a poorly made game like i'm not trashing it like i think it's junk or anything but like like you said um i think your use of subjective is very good because this is i think a case where everything that this game is doing is not something that i enjoy just on a personal level and so i could i picked up on that really quickly like i knew i was not on the same vibe as these guys who made the game not not my jam it was not speaking to me as a person and you know it it connected with you it connected with a lot of people i had many people on twitter tell me they really liked this game a lot and they were surprised they didn't like it but it just did not click with me as a person and i just couldn't get past that i mean if you're if you're playing something that you just actively kind of don't like you're not gonna you're not gonna like the rest of it so i bailed pretty quickly but again not a trash game, just a game that is 100% not my jam. Yeah, 100% just, not a yeah. trash game, and not yeah. for you. No, but yeah, watch not the, for me. Watch the YouTube video. You know, if you're listening to this right now, just go watch the YouTube trailer, and you'll you'll get the style and you get the idea. So, yeah, and maybe 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 look for a video that's on the platform you want because I don't know if this camera issue is a Switch only issue or if it's in the game in general. But maybe if you're gonna pick it up, if you like it, if you're thinking about it, check whatever platform you're gonna want to get it on, and then watch a video of that first because maybe yeah. There's difference. I didn't check platform differences, but maybe there are platform differences. Yep, yep. So heads up, heads up. Uh, all right, we just have a couple more things to go here. Carlos, were you going to talk about Skater XL today? Oh, I wasn't. I forgot that. It's not in my notes. I will talk about it, but first, a spooky update. Spooky update. Spooky. There's nothing spooky about it. Uh, I went and <laughs> checked which tennis games are on the Switch. Oh, yeah. And I'm looking at it right now, and there's a fuck ton, so I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> but there's also. I don't think the one I'm still looking for. So I'm still looking for a 16-bit style, really basic uh, and very, very well control uh, tennis game, which, again, are the ones that I've mentioned that I love. Are you looking for like a Virtua Tennis sort of a thing? No, no, no. That's exactly what I'm not looking for. So on the Switch, I'm noticing a ton of tennis games. Some are ridiculous, like Timber Tennis. And a lot are like Family Tennis and Tennis Go seem to be like polygonal, right? So they're using like these kind of modern 3D graphic style, which is what I don't want. I want 16-bit 2D style game. The biggest one on it is called Super Tennis Blast, and it's also like polygon 3D characters. Um, so I'll give them a shot, but I don't still see the one that I want, which is um, not new graphics. Old school graphics. So you want the old school graphics. That's the key part of the thing you're looking for is the old school graphics. Yeah, because you know what? Weirdly enough, I feel like the control can be so tuned, fine-tuned when it's 2D. Uh, Sometimes when you get to 3D, it gets weird. You know, all those bugs that happen in polygons? Sure, sure. And I just feel like it's not there. Like I I felt like I had such control over the ball when I knew exactly what was going to happen when I hit this specific direction on the, on the digital path. I mean, I think that's fair. I often feel like certain games are much tighter in 2d than they would be in 3d. And sometimes that's exactly what I want. Like sometimes I want that split second precision pinpoint control that sometimes only 2d can give you like adding that third dimension kind of makes things wonky. Sometimes. That's what I'm talking about. And all these yeah. games, instant tennis, there's tons of tennis games. I just, I'm seeing right now, but they're all 3d. What about, uh, there's a Mario Tennis game that I remember people talking about. Have you tried that one on the Switch? Is that not uh, in the ballpark? Yeah, I like Mario Tennis. It's just not what I'm looking for. But I, okay. yeah. Well, I'll revisit it and uh, I'll give you an update. But that's my spooky update. There are tennis games, but I still don't want them. Mar- uh, Carlos's Quest for Tennis. We will check back in. Yes. 
Um, I don't have any more games to talk about today, but I did want oh. to talk about a TV show. But if you have any Let games me... left, just go ahead and clear your plate. Yeah, I'm going to clear my plate in the Skater XL, and then I have I want to talk about a TV show, too. I wonder if it's a spooky same one. It probably isn't, but let's pretend like oh. it is for a moment, just to make it spooky. <laughs> I like how quickly you were like, nope. There's no way we're watching the same show, but we can we can pretend okay. for a moment. Um, so my last spooky update is also not a spooky game, so I think I failed my spooky theme. But Skater XL, I've been following for a while. I played it in early access. It still is essentially in early access. It's on, on Steam, Skater XL. It is probably close to next to Session, which is also very good. Uh, Skater XL is probably my favorite uh, physics-based skateboarding game. It does what all the other skateboarding games probably wanted to do in the best way. You essentially have control over both of your legs on the skateboard. And it looks like skate, so the graphics look like skate. If you remember skate, um, it looks realistic like that. And you're kind of close to the character, doing crazy tricks, only a couple maps, um, but you essentially can control your left and right foot. So when you do things like kickflips or manuals or whatever you want to do and ollies, you are really having a lot of control over the board, which A, makes it look really fucking cool because it looks like real life and how you would actually kick flip a board and and grind but also it gives you ability to do and chain together a lot of really crazy moves that you could never do in another skateboarding game and when i pulled off a couple i'll put a link uh oh there's no show notes for links but i'll I'll tweet me and i'll show you a a gif of something i pulled off that i never even thought i could pull off and it feels so good when you do and then you eat shit a lot of times too but i bring it up because not only is it a great skateboarding game, even with the, just a couple boards, the modding community is totally opened up. They have a Discord you can go to. You can literally like download a million user-made maps, and you have the ability to skate pretty much anywhere because people are making tons of maps for this now. So check it out now. I think the mod community is great. Skater XL. If you like skateboarding games, get this game. Excellent, excellent. Okay, sounds good. Uh, any other games, or are we ready to transition into Let's TV? Let's do a couple of TV shows, because I got one, too. You want to go first, or you want me to go first? You can go first. I just talked about skating. All right, cool. Um, did we talk about Dimension 404 already? I feel like maybe I mentioned it. I've heard you talk about it on Twitter recently. I've watched it in the past. I heard your thoughts. Yes, let's talk. tell the people. Oh, it sounds like you disagree. Do you disagree? No, I... Oh. Just tell Maybe. your thoughts. Oh, Nights and bikes. Nights and bikes, Nights, revenge. Yeah. Revenge, bitch, revenge. Okay, so uh, we are a big fan of, like, Twilight Zone style shows at my house. I really like how there's, you know, I like the concept of, like, having a different storyline with every episode. And you can do crazy things and, you know, push boundaries and explore different questions. So we try to we, we try to watch all the different ones. And there's actually a surprising number of them out there. there are a lot of them I haven't really heard of, but we're kind of going through them on netflix on hulu and you know on amazon or whatever um so we stumbled across dimension 404 which was originally out two years ago again tv show not a game we're kind of transitioning to tv here sorry for the left turn folks um but i it's six episodes and that's it it's just one season nothing else i thought it was really really cool and well done a very modern take on like the the twilight zone sort of a thing each episode is a different concept and they talk about things that are modern um it's not like 
dark, heavy black mirror modern, but it's kind of like the same thing. They talk about like online dating. They talk about video games. They talk about people being on Twitch. They talk about, you know, being queer when it's not cool to be queer and that kind of stuff. And so they touch on a lot of really different topics and explore them in a way that feels really approachable to modern people. Like we, I'm like my family had no problem instantly connecting to the topics they were talking about. And a lot of it was like really relevant to the stuff that we talk about all the time. They talk about video games often in multiple episodes. They talk about just being a young person and the problems that you might have. Uh, my kid really liked it too. And we, we found many things that we really connected to. Like one of the episodes is very much like uh, like a fallout new Vegas sort of a thing. And we thought that was really cool because we all like new Vegas. Um, so it was just really neat. Like, I think it's really cool. A lot of uh, stars were in that show that are recognizable stars. Uh, it was put out by Rocket Jump, which I've heard of them, but I got to be oh, super that makes sense. I got to be honest with you, dude. I'm not familiar with their output. I don't know what they've done. I'm not I don't know if I like them or if I don't like them, but I like this series. It's only six episodes. I thought it was really good. And if you want a fresh, modern, gamer friendly Twilight Zone, uh, I thought it was really quite good. It's Freddie Wong, that's why. So I used to follow Freddie for a while on YouTube. Uh, maybe you um, kids know about him, but Freddie is an amazing like 3D um, design artist, like YouTuber who makes this amazing uh, graphics and stuff, and it's just amazing like 3D stuff modeling, you know, in the games, like crazy unlimited guns and flying through the air. And he, uh, I think, founded Rocket Jump. Um, so I think this is where this comes from. This, which makes sense because it is. I always felt like that series was a little low rent, and I don't mean that. I mean that in a nice way because I make stuff that's low rent all the time. But if you're putting it next to Black Mirror, it's not Black Mirror, right? It no, doesn't, it no. doesn't have that kind of budget, right? I feel like it felt like a WB version of Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah, but it, I, I I liked it though. But like, that's I thought good. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think my, my my criticisms are very small. It's just that. At the end of the day, I feel like we get spoiled by HBO shows, by, you know, really high production values. Um, you watch The Witcher, you know, and you're like, sure, what the fuck? So I think that's the only reason I bounced early. I watched like four or five episodes back in the day. And yes, I did like them. They felt like Twilight Zone episodes. Uh, I felt they all felt more positive than Black Mirror. Most of them are pretty there. Yeah, they avoid the. The cynicism and the, the, oh, my God, I'm going to go kill myself now. Right. Quality like, of Black Mirror, yeah. Which I liked. Again, it was refreshing. And it reminded me of an, an old show, which you will probably remember, but our younger listeners might not. It was called Amazing Stories. Sure. I remember that back yeah. in the day. So that was uh, Steven Spielberg. Spielberg, yeah, pretty sure. And it was Twilight Zone-type shows. But, again, they always ended very positively. Um, this one doesn't always end positively, but it just doesn't feel like, yeah, like you said, you don't want to, like, die or feel super depressed yeah um and so i dig it but i just feel like the wb-ness of it like kind of i got a little tired of because i wanted something with more meat on its bones let's just say okay well that's fair that's fair i mean i definitely agree the production values are not like bleeding edge but to me i felt like they were good enough and i i really liked the ideas of what they were doing like it was really fun you laugh a lot in these and they got a good energy to them, and they had some interesting ideas. So yeah. I liked it. I thought it was real good overall. I would recommend it. I would also recommend it. So don't let me uh, – and I love Freddy, and I love Rocket Jump. Is it Rocket Jump? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, they've done a video game high school. They've done some great stuff. That's it. My only caveat was I was like, just know that going in, right? If you hear it from us first, and you will be like, oh, I understand. It's not going to be like – 
you know, super gritty and super high production values, but he does amazing stuff for what they do. I mean, they do it on probably no budget, right? And they somehow make amazing graphics on that show. So, yeah, it was good. Okay, right, that's so that was my that was my show. <laughs> what is what is the show that you wanted to talk about? Uh, just really quickly, The Outsider. The Outsider. Spooky. What show? Spooky. So it's based on a Stephen King book, uh, a recent Stephen King book. Is this a TV show or a movie? A TV show on HBO. Okay. And it, it was part of my whole weekend. Essentially, I watched The Outsider. I played Kentucky Route Zero. I played the the Sentience, and I was just in the spooky kind of attitude and mood. Um, weirdly enough, the TV show and the book have things in it that are kind of in my video game. I don't want to keep bringing up my video game. I do, but uh, I think you do. I do, but it's just funny how like literally some of the ideas in this book and TV show are in my game. And we independently, I made this game. I had no idea that this was in this, but it's essentially a story about a small town. A boy gets murdered. They're trying to figure out who did it. And then wait, you think you know what's going on, but there might be something supernatural at work. And of course it's Stephen King. So of course, and I would say that it's not as fucked up and dark as some of Stephen King stuff is, but it is also fucked up and dark. So I think it's more of a detective show than a scary movie or a scary show. Okay. Uh, there, there's not a lot of jump scares really. And there's a couple gross moments, but it's just kind of around death and the fact that someone's, you know, died and they might show it a little bit, but essentially it's a detective film, like a true detective mixed with a horror movie and the horror is on the less piece of that because so, i wouldn't just watch a whole series that's just a horror series i'm not really into that but i do like this a lot and the acting is top notch uh so i would suggest it it's called the outsider it's on hbo it's creepy and you'll want to binge it because i'm like yeah i binge like four episodes in a row Excellent, excellent. You know, Thank I actually you. just remembered that sounds like a good recommendation. Do you? You probably don't know, but is it available if you don't have HBO? Like, can you just buy it or stream it somewhere else? Because I don't have HBO. I don't do research for the show. I don't either. Okay, so I don't. Know. I'll, I'll do research later. That's fine. Uh, one more quick thing, and then unless you got anything else, we can wrap up after this. I totally had forgotten until just now that I went to go see Birds of Prey yesterday. Brand new oh, movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, have you seen it? No. No, I haven't, but I know of it. I wasn't sure that I was going to see it because I'm not the biggest fan of the DC comic book movies, but their their output has been pretty okay lately. I think I've liked the last couple that we saw. So we gave it a shot. And I got to say, uh, for those who don't know, this is the uh, movie starring, um, what is her name? Who plays Margo, Harley Quinn. Margo Robbie. Yep. Thank you. Margot Robbie, uh, Australian actress who plays Harley Quinn. She is a lead role. She is joined by uh, Rosie Perez, who plays a detective. She is joined by a couple other actresses who play Black Canary and the Huntress. And they, on the trailers, it makes it look like they form like this super group of girl superheroes to fight crime and stuff. Not exactly what happens in the movie. I'm not going to spoil the whole thing, but I will say... The wife and I did feel like a little misled by the trailer because I feel like the actual movie is different than what they promised in the trailer. But that said, um, I think Margot Robbie was great. She did a great job. She makes a wonderful Harley Quinn. Very interesting and energetic to watch. Her fight scenes were actually pretty good. She's very acrobatic, or at least her stunt double is. I mean, I don't know who's actually doing what. No, in that she movie, did a lot of stunts. They said did that. She? Yeah, and she, oh, okay. she learned how to hold her breath underwater for five minutes. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, her her scenes where Harley Quinn is, like, beating up on dudes, 
pretty good. Like we were really impressed with like a lot of the kicks and flips and the like all the sorts of cool things that she does. Uh, really like her a lot. Um, the rest of the cast was okay. Um, I feel like they did not really play up the rest of the cast like enough. Um, which kind of sounds weird, but they, they really kind of make it seem like an ensemble film in the trailer. And it really kind of wasn't, which ended up being okay, but it just kind of gave the movie a weird kind of a start and stop feeling because they would like do Harley Quinn's story about her breaking up with a Joker and going out on her own. And then they would like totally pause and do like the backstory of somebody else. And then they'd resume and then they'd pause and they resume. It kind of just gave it mm. a weird flow. And I got to say the, the main bad guy in this movie uh, Black Mask, who's like a D-rank Batman guy. Uh, it was played by Ewan McGregor, which I didn't know he was even in this. I was really surprised. I didn't either until you just said that. I had no idea. And I'm like, wait a minute. Is that Ewan McGregor? Um, I feel like he's kind of wasted in this movie, like because Black Mask is not the greatest villain. And in this movie, he's just like this like petulant fuckhead who just is like. And I mean, I mean, maybe that's part of the maybe that's part of the theme, actually, because my wife and I were talking about this and we were like, you know, he's the main bad guy. He's a douche. And maybe part of it in this film is just to show that this bad guy was really just a douche. Like he's not great. He's not, you know, larger than life. He's just like some guy who ended up having a lot of money and ended up behaving really badly. Like a lot of other people you can think of in real life right now. Oh yeah. I was just um, going to say uh, like the real world and politics. Yeah. Very real world. Um, But that was kind of the weird thing was like, I kind of felt like the bad guy was just, just like a, a guy acting badly and shitty. And he was clearly a bad guy, but like, I didn't, have much feeling about him like you do with a really good villain like whenever you watch a a movie with a really strong villain you're like oh i hate that guy i want to get that kill that guy i hate that guy here i was just like this guy's annoying like i don't Hmm. don't really feel that strongly about him and his second in command uh zaz who is like a you know like a like fifth tier sixth tier batman bad guy i mean i think probably most people don't even know who this guy is uh was also not really uh, that impressive. He was just like another guy acting badly. And it was kind of, I wish that the, that the, the girls had had a better bad guy to fight against. Cause it would have made the, the thing more exciting. Um, so it kind of just felt like them in a real city with like just actual crime happening. It didn't feel very larger than life. It didn't feel very comic booky. And maybe that's what they were going for, which is okay. But it just is kind of weird that Harley Quinn is this like so big, so colorful, so loud and everything else in the movie kind of paled next to her, which I guess is all right. I mean, it really speaks to her talent because I think she did a great job. But the rest of the movie just felt kind of flat. Like, I don't feel like she was supported by the entire film. If that I want to I want to say something uh, based on no real knowledge, but I'll say it anyhow. <laughs> I think that I heard in an interview that Margot worked on producing this film. Mm-hmm. And I think it was an independent film of sorts. Because you you hear you hear her name, you think of DC Universe, you're like, oh, this is a big movie. I think her character was easy because people already know it and she's already played it. But I think the film, well, from what you're saying, makes perfect sense from the interview I heard. Was like a a love letter, like a, a not, uh, what's it called, a work of. Um, why can't I think of that metaphor or the word? A passion know, project, like a passion project. Yeah, yeah, okay. labor of love or passion project for them to get made. So I don't know if they had all the best people maybe like putting the pieces together for story and for characters. That's my idea. Uh, okay. It's based on no knowledge. but Based, based on, on the, no uh, knowledge, the, there's your idea. <laughs> based on the idea that I think I heard that she helped produce the film. So maybe it's like yeah, an early, yeah. you know what I mean? Like people trying out their 
Because making movies is fucking hard. Sure. It's really hard. And DC has a shit track record. So I will say, I mean, this was a good movie. Like, I don't think this was a good movie. I think Margot Robbie was great. I would love to see her do another one. I would love to see more Harley Quinn. And I wouldn't have said that I was really like a Harley Quinn fan, really. But I think she did a wonderful job and she was very entertaining to watch. I just I think she needs like a stronger cast and a stronger script to kind of support Mm. her more. Uh, But she more than pulled her own weight. I would definitely go see a second. Or, I mean, I don't know if this counts as a second or whatever, because she was in Suicide Squad as well. But yeah. maybe I would, whatever. If she wants to do one more, I would go back and see another one. So yeah. I thought it was all right. It just, overall, you know, not the strongest film, but she makes it really worth watching. If you like Margot Robbie, also go see I, Tanya, or download it. There you go. That's there a good go. one. Uh, right. I have one more game thing, which is my last segment, which she didn't okay. do. We didn't. Oh, yeah. It's I on Game Field. Carl says, I on Game Field. Uh, so my one game for my eye on game field is I was trying to find a switch game that I could play co-op because I have a friend, Lelena, who's going to be in town and we're like, we can play co-op switch games together. So I was like, what can we play? And I found snack world. Are you familiar? Snack world is coming up. Uh, one of my friends, uh, coffee Jesus, who I love that man, uh, told me he's on fire for this. I think he's already got a pre-order in. It looks like my shit. It looks like my shit, but please tell us about it. It's on my eye on Game Sealed. See, I know what I'm doing on the eye. Do, do, do. It's my level five. Uh, the original was made for 3DS, and it's a roguelike dungeon crawler. Usually, I'm out when you say roguelike, but the characters are cool. Uh, I also want to play something co-op on a Switch, and I do like leveling up and getting random loot and gold. Uh, and I have been looking for something like that on my Switch. I don't, nothing's really kind of scratched that itch to rhyme with switch but this might be it it's also the gold version which means like it's everything right they try to put everything in one game and i love when games do that i don't have any other information because i did no other research besides watch the trailer and i'm in i think just based on the fact that it's like something i can level up in uh snack world so yes all this stuff you just said 100 percent. it looks like a you know randomized dungeon crawler leveling up all that stuff sounds great especially on the switch because that's really where i want that action that's where i want it to be did you ever play fantasy life on 3ds yes yeah and it had uh uh, feelings of that just by looking at the trailer so did you like fantasy life on 3ds yes but i don't i think i played it very long to know if i did but i enjoyed what they were doing with like the jobs and stuff it was interesting okay all right i'm gonna keep trying because i feel like I feel like I kind of know what you're after and I feel like I probably could recommend some stuff, but like I thought for sure fantasy life would be one that you'd be like, Oh yeah, I love that one. But you didn't, you didn't love that. Well, one. Well, I Okay. I liked it a lot, but I just didn't play it long enough. Cause I don't, I don't know what happened, but something happened life, something. And for some reason I didn't really play it a ton, but I did play it and I enjoyed it. So. All right. On. I thought, I thought I was going to get you with that one because that is all about leveling up and you got jobs and you're doing experience and there's stuff to do. It seems like, it seems like it's got all the elements that you want, but if that didn't click, then I'll have to, I'll have to dig a little deeper. No, no, no. I don't want you to feel dejected <laughs> but, <laughs> because I think that's right. I just, I think I was, I literally didn't have a 3ds anymore or something. I have, mm. I'm, I'm a weirdo. I like lose systems. What the hell? I don't What's lose, going on Carlos? I know I lost my switch. I think I, Oh, it might have been hard times, and I sold my DS. It really, I think that's what it was. And so I maybe, was, maybe you need a 3DS back. You need to get Fantasy Life because I think that's what you're after, dude. Wait, can I get that on a virtual console of some sort? Uh, not that I know of. Hmm. Okay. 
anyways, uh, Snack World, I'm Ion Gamesfield. I'll update you because I'm going to buy it this weekend. Sa- oh, is it out this weekend? Yeah, it's out uh, like super soon. Like the oh, 13th fuck. or 14th. Ah, I just spent all my money on Kentucky Red Zero. If I By the way, you didn't world. spend all your money. It's probably not that expensive, right? Uh, that looks... If I recall, that's a full that's a full price purchase from what I remember. I got really. I it looks like it to me. It looks. I'll have to go back and check. But anyway, regardless, I just blew my game budget on uh, on uh, Kentucky Right Zero, and there was a bonkers Switch sale this weekend. I bought a number of games for like a dollar sixty four. I oh, bought yeah. one for fourteen cents. I Jeez. bought one for like two ninety nine. There was like redonkulous games that were all less than five bucks. Imagine if you went to a store in the real world, like a GameStop or something, and saw games for fourteen cents. Those shelves would be clean. That would be bananas. That would be bananas. So I bought a bunch. I bought a bunch of like less than one dollar or less than three dollar games, and then I bought Kentucky Route Zero. So dude, oh, I do want to try Snack World. But though. dude, we, I don't play co op games with anybody. So if I do this one, then I'll play it with her and I'll play it with you. We'll actually have a game to play co-op. All right. Well, okay. I'll check it out. If it's not, if I can scratch up a couple bucks, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Because I don't think that, I don't think level five, I don't think we're in the pocket for getting review codes for that because Nintendo does not like us. So. Hey, Nintendo might like me. I should call them up. What's up? It's your boy, Carlos. Nah. You buy association. They don't like you now. By association. They they might have liked you before, but they do not like me. So they don't like you. Sorry. Sorry, buddy. Anyway, that's going to bring us on that super bummer downer note to the end of the uh, end of the show this week. We covered a lot of games. We talked a lot of shit. We talked about some TV. I think we're good on this week, but we're going to be back next week, folks. We're going to do it again. And I have a sneaking suspicion that we will be talking about some cool, fun stuff next week. Uh, But for now, thank you very much for listening. Uh, In the meantime, as always, we would love your comments, questions, feedback, whatever. So video games podcast at gmail.com. You can post for us at gamecritics.com once the show goes up. We're on Twitter at So Video Games. Uh, collectively, you can reach us individually. Carlos, what do you want to plug this week? Well, you know what I'm plugging. Hero and Cat. H I R O and C A T T on Itchio. Go check out that game. It's free. Play it in your browser. I mean, come on. You can do it. You can do it. Do it. It's a thing you can do. Go do that thing now. I mean, like right now. Right now, right now. As for me, I don't. I did not make a game, so you can just find me on Twitter and Instagram. It's my name, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y. And don't forget, uh, we did have a listener question this week. If, oh, yeah. Uh, you want to remind us what your listener question was, Carlos? That's a good reminder. Thank you for that. Hey, if you want a video game to exist, what would it be? What would that crazy video game be? Why don't you tell us? At So Video Games or at Onawa, O-N-A-W-A, or at... Uh, Brad Galloway? Is it just Brad Galloway? It's just Brad Galloway. Just With no name. damn O's. All A's, no O's. Uh, just tweet us or email us. Uh, what's the game that you want to see exist in the world? A, it'll be a fun thing on Twitter to talk about. And B, maybe someone listening will make it. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, we will pick it up next week. Uh, but for now, this is the end of the show, which means it is bye from Brad. And bye from Carlos. That just makes it easy. <laughs> Why did I do that the whole time? It's almost like you're setting me up to say bye from Carl. So it's like I should just be saying it. Wait, did you want me to say bye from Carl this whole time? Did Corey say bye? Oh my goodness. That's what this whole thing's been about. No, I've said like eight everything but that this whole time.